you have to try this. Okay, just a bite. <laughs> Welcome to Social Takeout. Small bites of social discussion. Um, so before we get started, we just wanted to ask you, as always, go check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash hello social takeout. And you, if you join, you receive an extra episode every week for just $5 a month. Also, please help us out by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find our podcast, so please do that. <laughs> you can mm-hmm. also find us on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook at Hello Social Takeout. Okay, so today's episode is episode 20. And... Cue music. So we wanted to do something extra special. Um, so we're collaborating with the Brownstone podcast with a crossover episode. And we have their host, Jara Monique, here with us. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for being here. We're excited. Absolutely. We have some great questions for you. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So can you describe your podcast for um, our listeners in three sentences or less? Uh, yes, I will do my best because, you know, I tend to get a little wordy, so. It's okay. Very um, yes. Jeremy also, so. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, so, hello, everyone. I am Jara. Like Sarai said, I am the host of The Brownstone with Jara Monique. It is a weekly chat-style pod where I talk with a friend or friends each week about different aspects of life from our varied perspectives and our various lived experiences. Um, So it's generally just about life and just sharing what we've learned along the way, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. And let me tell you, the tea is scalding over there on that pod. (laughs) Definitely definitely worth listening to. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. So in this episode, we're talking about sex versus intimacy. Are they the same? Does one make the other better? What's the deal? And in the Brownstone feed, Brownstone feed <laughs> available right now uh, is an episode focusing solely on intimacy, and the link is in the description below. Mm-hmm. So um, we still want to touch on um, what is intimacy a little bit in this episode. Um, so according to Healthline.com, intimacy is the closeness between people in personal relationships. It's what builds over time as you connect with someone, grow to care about each other, and feel more and more comfortable during your time together. It can include physical or emotional closeness or even a mix of the two, which we talked cool. all about on the Brownstone feed. So, <laughs> Yes. <Just> <laughs> and according to relationship expert Dr. Karen Gordon, there are three types of intimacy that have nothing to do with sex. You're so lying. the first one's intimate. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the first one is intellectual intimacy. It is where you can think and share ideas with a person. You can debate in a healthy way. The other one is the second one is emotional intimacy, the ability where we can really share what is in our heart. Could you share what is in your diary with your partner? Aha, mm-hmm. uh-huh, question there. Then that third one is spiritual intimacy. Now, this does not have anything to do with religion, although it can. Um, I That is not my ministry. It could just mean that you share a purpose or have like common values. Okay, right? I'm going to jump so, in and like put Jara on the spot. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, have you found 
a person, a man or woman, a friend or a lover who like has these three uh, types of intimacy that you can connect with. Okay, all three. All yeah. three is a lot. Okay, we have spiritual, we have spiritual, we had emotional. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I mean, it might be telling that I don't have an immediate response to this. Uh, I know. So I'm probably no, just like myself right now, but I feel like there is a person that comes to mind when I think uh-huh. of all these different types of intimacy. I think. Um, where we maybe might struggle is the spiritual intimacy um, aspect. Um, Maybe because, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's the part where I I see it kind of being like a little iffy, but but I think the potential is there for spiritual intimacy as well, you know? Interesting. But it's like, I'm starting to see why there's a throuple. (laughs) You know? (laughs) All right, so let's get to the good stuff, though. Sex. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and Jari, you can answer this question first, or you can pass it off to Jeremy. Um, I'll do the latter, yeah. <laughs> so when in a relationship do you think it's appropriate to start having sex? Okay. Um, so you would... Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> go, go yeah. on, go on. No, Jeremy, you're ready. You go for it. You go. <laughs> go for it, Jeremy. So, um, I would say as soon as possible. <laughs> so, we obviously, we're talking about a relationship where you're seeing it going somewhere, whatever. I want to know if you are compatible with me sexually. Uh-huh. Um, I would so not do the whole three-month waiting thing like some people do. No, I don't have no. time for that. No? no, okay. But maybe not the first date, though, although it has happened. My current <laughs> boyfriend, we had sex on the first date. His fault. But, uh-huh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but why not? It's just sex. It's just having fun and seeing if you physically are compatible with each other. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, how about you, Sarai? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say sex on the first date has never happened. <laughs> it always uh, happens. <laughs> it doesn't always happen, no. Um, I think it should happen when it feels right. You know, it's like when when the sparks are flying, you know. Um, but I also think it's like you need to feel good about that decision, like, like the next day and the week later you know what I mean um so it's like if you feel like the first date is the right time then go for it but like go for it because that's what you want to do do you know what I mean um so yeah I think whenever it feels right (laughs) yeah I I mean like uh, same as you, Sarai, that this may sound like, you know, a cop out or like a, a PC answer, but I literally, I wrote it. I promise it is in my notes. I wrote, <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, anytime is the appropriate time, as long as it feels right, it feels good. And it's consensual for, you know, all parties, then anytime is the right time. Like, um, mm-hmm. admittedly, used to be one of those girls who was like, if you give it up too soon, like, you, you know, you're not yeah. in a relationship, like that sort of internalized misogyny, like all that shit, you know, at some point or another, I did buy into that, you know, when I was a teen, especially, and then my like early twenties, but, um, 
with just time and experience and just like minding my own fucking business, which is like, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do what feels right for you. Because like, for me, what I realize now is like, you could do it like, you know, an hour after meeting or, you know, weeks down the line, months down the line, like what matters is the intention. Like, I don't think time is shifting anybody's intention from what it was initially. Like if you wanted to pursue something serious with me, you would know that before, yeah. mm-hmm. you, no matter what I you. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, ultimately it's like, just do, do what you want. <laughs> yeah. Do what feels yeah. good. <laughs> do what feels good. Yeah. Okay. So like before having sex, do either of you have questions that you feel you have to ask your partner, <laughs> regardless of how long you've known them? So like, yes. take the pressure off. Yeah. For me, it's like, <laughs> I need to know when did you last have an STD test? Uh, like, do you always use condoms? Like, are you on drugs? <laughs> you know? That's a good question. <laughs> I For me, it's like, duh, we have to. Um, If you guys didn't know, I'm gay. (laughs) So (laughs) I guess when it comes to straight, like uh, a man and a woman sort of relationship, genitalia is, you know, sort of like there. And (laughs) you just know what to do. (laughs) In the gay world, there's something called top, bottom, verse. (laughs) We have to have a discussion, like, what are you into (laughs) sort of idea. So Mm -hmm. there's already a discussion that normally happens. Like, what are you into sexually? Uh, Like, penetration-wise sort of idea. There's already a discussion that already happens in the gay world. Yeah, Yeah. that's like a lot of information up front. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's there. Like, remember the last episode that... Which episode where you made a account as a gay brown man? Yeah, we have an episode on online dating where we both made... um, dating profiles but as the opposite gender so we wouldn't start shit in our own relationships <laughs> i was a black woman she was a brown man <laughs> yes, I, remember, I, remember, I remember that was like the episode i, I listened to to like introduce myself yeah. to your show and i was like wow <laughs> you know not not the one i would suggest for the first one but like it was definitely it was like okay there's a lot of information you have to get up front at being a gay person you know yeah, I was, which yeah. I was not expecting. But yeah, I think do you <laughs> going kind of like on a little tangent here, but do you think that like, kind of aids in creating some intimacy before like the relationship even starts, like having to go through all of those questions? Jeremy? Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> In, in, I would say for me, yes. I'm not talking for every single person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, great. Like, also so he's talking is, for narrative. every Indian gay man. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the thing is, like, growing up, you are not growing up thinking what intimacy is supposed to be in the gay world. You're mm-hmm. taught in a very heteronormative world. Like, you meet for a date, a nice girl, uh, take her out on a date, and I'm like... <laughs> it does not work for me that way but uh our way of sometimes thinking is that you just need to be upfront like hey i'm in a relationship with you i'm not asexual uh if we're having sex what is intimate to you or what kind of sex you're into all this kind of stuff we are kind of upfront about it right away i'm not saying every single person does this but it's Mm -hmm. very common especially in the online dating world we have to fill a form like a profile which actually asks you some intimate questions 
That was intense, yes. <laughs> I was like, Jeremy, what does this mean? <laughs> yeah. She's okay. like, what is WS? <laughs> Jesus. Water sports. <laughs> We're not explaining what that is over here. But <laughs> Getting back to our script. If you know what you know, let me stop. <laughs> um, yeah, but oh, yeah. I, I would say for me, I, I yeah, definitely like, when was the last time you got tested? Um, I also want to know, like, similar to Jeremy, I want to, like, I want to know what you're into. Like, I want to know also, like, if there are any hard limits or, like, hard no's. Like, not saying that I'm into, like, <laughs> any sort of, like, you Bondage. know, whatever, kinks and, like, whatever, stuff like that. I mean, I don't think we're going to go there. I mean, if you were, well, that's but, okay. Yeah. yeah, but, like, it's I fun, feel like... Yeah. Those are, are just important things to know. And I know it could it could sound sort of like businessy and transaction-y. And it's not it's not the sexiest conversation to have, even though I think no. it would make it the, you know, a sexy conversation, but just being like, you know, what are you into? Do you like if I would you want me to touch you here? Do you want this kind of penetration or this like it, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It could take away, you know, the romance a little bit. But for me as someone who um like control is a thing for me. Like I want to know what the fuck I'm getting into. Like. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So but that being like, said, like we, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to like build on that. It's like um, tying it into like emotional intimacy. Like if I can't ask you these questions, I, you're probably mm-hmm. not the person I really should be having sex with. I might still have sex with you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you're going to answer these questions and then you're going to leave after we've had sex. <laughs> also, like, uh, since we talked about intimacy quite a bit, do you think like actually having some sort of an intimate connection with someone, it aids or adds to the overall experience of having sex with them in a positive or negative way, whichever you feel? Uh, Does it make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. I'm trying to think. Um, I think uh, sex is just a form of intimacy. It's like we had that really in-depth discussion on intimacy. I don't think it's the end-all be-all of intimacy, but it is a form of it. And I think it can aid in developing a deeper sense of intimacy with a person, you know, that Mm -hmm. you maybe don't have in other relationships or, or whatever. But I don't think it's like I don't know I don't know I don't think it necessarily adds but I think it can aid like that's kind of how I perceived it because it's just like not all sex is like positive and like not all people want to create (laughs) intimate spaces you know with people that they're sleeping with or you know so I'm like if you if you do want it it can aid you but I don't think Mm -hmm. it's I don't think it adds Yeah. yeah Sarai. Yeah. Uh, I, well, like personally, I know that like if I'm not feeling emotionally close with the person, then probably it's going to be like, all right, you know, unless they're doing something amazing. <laughs> Do you care to explain? Um, no. No. <laughs> Thought about it. My mom listens. I'm going to keep that to myself. Oh, she does. Oh, my God. Yeah. For me, also the same thing. It's like uh, it definitely aids to it, like adds mm-hmm. to it as well. Because I would prefer having sex with someone that I'm actually having an intimate connection with, rather than someone yeah. who uh, I don't care for. 
I mean, in fact, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's saying like have sex with someone you hate. <laughs> <laughs> no, like yeah. even if it's like not an intimate connection in sense, like I, I. But okay, maybe this is not even intimate. Like you know how people can just have go straight to sex. Maybe this is the gay world thing, like a hookup culture. No, sort absolutely, of idea. yes. <laughs> yeah, but I need to have a chat with you. Uh-huh. I need to actually know you as a person even before we get to the dun dun dun. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't do that, and it's a very common thing. Like um, when I used to hook up, they would be like, "Okay, bedroom now," and I'm like, "Remember that story I told you where I turned around and the guy was like completely naked in thirty oh, seconds?" Yeah. 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 Just like you're not gonna ask about my day or like offer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know your name yeah. that well. Yeah. Like I can't do that. It's just way too. Um, yeah. But yeah. I don't know if that's intimacy or if it is. It's some sort of connection I do need with the person. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that that is sort of intimacy that you're trying to create to make the experience yeah. better. You know. Yeah. yeah. Now, see, maybe this is the difference between fucking and making love. Do you uh, think there is a difference though? <laughs> is there a difference between fucking and making love? I love saying that word, fucking. Uh, shut up! Yes, <laughs> it's like, definitely it's, a difference. Yeah, it's, but it's fun to say, isn't it? Like, it's so fun it's such to a say. good word. It's such a relief <laughs> saying it. Like, oh god. Uh, anyways, I'm but like <laughs> just discovering what a prude I am. <laughs> but yeah, they're different. <laughs> yeah. Would you say is there? Do we do we think there's a difference between fucking and making love? Um, What's the difference? I mean, I think there. I think there is a difference, but I also think that like you can fuck while you're making love like I don't know I, I think like you know like that sounds weird but I think you can like it just depends on like um it, it sounds so weird like it's yes. all, it makes more sense in my head but um <laughs> now I get it it's like this is my husband and I want him to just like rail you like you know, you know? Just- yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, I love him so much. I need you to treat me a little less respectfully in bed. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's like if, if... stop it, stop it, stop it. I'm a visual person. <laughs> I'm like, well, you, look, we're having this conversation. Put I know, right, Jeremy? You'll be fine. It's like if the fucking is loving, then yeah, like of course, like I think, mm-hmm. I think it's. But possible. is there a different way of fucking compared to fucking in like? A person you know intimately versus a person you don't know. I mean, sure. I think, like, the ultimate thing is, like, if you're having casual sex with someone, the goal is to have an orgasm, you know. I guess, like, I guess I care if they have one, too. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) you know, that's not my goal. I am. But, like, (laughs) like, making love, I feel, is, like, really caring about the other person and their experience. Like, I'm not saying, like... The other thing you shouldn't, you absolutely should. Otherwise, probably don't mm-hmm. have sex with them. But like, so, you know, that's like kind of the focus for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So would you say like fucking is a lot more like selfish compared to making love as you actually do care about like both of you get what you want mm-hmm. sort of idea? I don't think fucking is selfish. I mean, at least not my perspective of it. Um, I think, I don't know. I think fucking, fucking is, is really just about getting a need met. Um, mm-hmm. essentially, and you could obviously fuck without love and it's not, you know, a necessary component of it. Like you can just get your needs met, hopefully for all parties involved. Like I never understood the concept of like, oh yeah, well, like, you know, 
yeah, I, I got mine and like whatever to the other person. I'm like, no, yeah. like, come on. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> not nice. Like, <laughs> unless, you know, unless that's part of the person's like kink or whatever, like, sure. Then, then I'm all for it. Go yeah. for it. Like you, you want to whatever, do your thing. But, um, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know that for me, it's, I, I don't necessarily see it as a selfish thing. I think as long as everyone's aware of, why you're there like you know what the intention is yes exactly yeah you know and I think like a lot of the time when like I'm gonna say mostly men misrepresent their intentions um that's when there's like this miscommunication and like you think you're making love and he's like no we're fucking (laughs) you know um and so it's like but go ahead no, I was just going to say, like, uh, you were talking about getting railed by a husband. But, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't say that, but yeah. Okay. Those were my words. No, <laughs> no, but that is actually, even saying that, that is such a vulnerable thing. Like, I know it's like um, your husband is someone that you are mm-hmm. hopefully intimate with, but actually being saying that you're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation. So are you actually being intimate if you are not communicating exactly what you want in bed? Like, I just want you to treat me like a Mm. W word. Mm. (laughs) Like a whore. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's been saying, he's been saying fucking fucking, but but whore is where you draw the line. That's a step too far. (laughs) 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 No, but the thing is that, uh, is by not saying that I being still being intimate. Um, I think that's definitely like gonna create some problems in a relationship down the line. You know, like sexual yeah. compatibility is not the only thing in a relationship, but it is an important thing. Um, mm-hmm. And just like from my personal experience, <laughs> so all of our listeners know I was married once before. Um, and obviously divorced. Um, and like towards the end of it, it was just like, we started being really honest with each other and it was like, Ooh, I don't like this person and we are not sexually compatible, (laughs) Mm. you know? Um, so I think it's like really important to be honest, like from the beginning about that, you know, it's like, you don't have to be vulgar about it. It's just like, I don't know, just like you need to set the tone of your relationship, I guess. And so like honesty and being open about those things is a good place yeah. to start. <laughs> yeah. Communication. Yeah. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. Wow. Communication. That is really like the basis <laughs> of all like functioning relationships is like, like effective yes. communication and yeah. honest communication. And I think, yeah, definitely having these conversations builds intimacy, right? Like if I'm telling you, what pleases me sexually and how I want you to touch me. Like, uh, I don't know that we can go any much more intimate than like, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so Absolutely. yeah, I mean, and I, and it could be, it could be nice to have that even without the pressure of like, okay, now let's do it. Like we talked about it and now let's do it. It's like, no, like mm-hmm. let's actually just sit with that with like what we just shared with one another. And like, uh, like how, fucking dope someone telling you like i love when you touch me like this or i want you to t-. like hell yeah like that shit that shit might that shit is sexy as hell <laughs> it is yeah it's sexy and it's intimate yeah yeah <laughs> yes <clears throat> 
So, Jeremy, answer the same question. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how do I do this? <laughs> um, it depends, like, how much I know the person. Like, um, I wouldn't obviously... If it's a person that I'm actually in a relationship with and they're open to communicating certain things, yes, it is important for me to tell them if I'm in a relationship with them. But if it is a random hookup or whatever, no, not always. Really? I would think, Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't think the opposite, but I would think like it would be more important for a random hookup to be like, this is what I like and this is what I want you to do. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but because there's like regular sex, which I'm okay with like a random hookup. What is regular sex? <laughs> Like what yes, we please, you describe in detail. Do. What is regular? <laughs> there's already some discussion that actually happens before you meet someone, if it's yeah. like online dating or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in like, I don't actually have any particular fetishes, but if I did at that point, uh, I would probably want to communicate that with my life partner because mm-hmm. at that point you're just depriving me of you know that's how cheating stuff like this could happen so then it's much more important for me to communicate that with uh, a person if it's like a long-time partner but you don't think you should like just be upfront with that from the beginning oh yeah right from the beginning but in the beginning yeah. it's not you know how you meet someone and you know you're going to date them or you're just going to fuck them yeah so true. that sort of idea so it it's already right there. It's kind of like, oh, I feel this is going somewhere. Maybe I should tell him that I'm into this or something. Yeah. 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 And I think it yeah. also changes too, right? Like we don't have to feel like, oh, this is what I like. And this is, this is it. This is all that I like. And it's like, you know, you got to leave room for like growth and change and experimentation. Yeah. And I think that comes with building intimacy with a romantic partner and a sexual partner. They don't have to be the same person I mean or the same relationship you know sometimes you just have a sexual partner that you build intimacy with but the relationship is solely based on sex you know and that's what you're getting from each other and then you have a romantic partner that maybe it's more emotional but it can Mm -hmm. contain sex and intimacy so it's like all these different sort of I don't know relationship dynamics um can happen but yeah like everything's not always set in stone like sometimes it does happen in the act. And I, that's why I think like these conversations can happen before, during, mm-hmm. after like, Hey, we're doing something. And then we flip a certain way. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Let's explore that. Like keep going. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Or sometimes, you know, it, the opposite happening and you're just like, yo, chill. That's like, not it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's okay too. Or even like people that have been with their partners for, um, uh, a long length of time and I've not had a long-term relationship before. So like, I can't speak to that, but I imagine like what you want or what feels good, it's going to change for you. And, you know, you need to be able to like, I don't know, renegotiate those things almost. It feels like it should be like an almost constant negotiation of like, yeah. yeah. What do you like right now? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I be, can I pry and ask how long your longest relationship has been? Um, yeah, it's you been can, like not <laughs> not like, You can tell me to fuck off. Yeah, no, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I might tell Jeremy to edit this out, but I won't tell you to fuck off. <laughs> no, I I haven't had one. I haven't had what I would describe as like a serious relationship. Um, and that is like kind of like on par with like what we we're speaking about before of like 
letting people in and, and being vulnerable with people and things of that nature, I, you know, was very protective of myself and including my body, like, and just including my space. Like you really, like, I really need to trust you to let you like in and especially, mm-hmm. like, especially like in my body, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Ooh, I'm really going to have to trust you. You really like, we're going to have to put in some, some hours here. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, so I, I I haven't had one. Like I've just had like I would describe them as like situationships, I guess would be the term that I would describe them. Um, yeah, or like intimate in different ways, like maybe emotionally intimate relationships that didn't necessarily contain like sexual intimacy. But yeah, that's kind of I don't know, I just feel like I've got my own little weird jam going when it comes to relationships. No, it's I mean relationships are hard and like I think a lot of people in our generation, like a lot of my friends have not had relationships, you know, um, it's like, I'm trying to like think of a way to like articulate this in in like a concise way <laughs> without rambling. Um, but it's like, I, do, I don't know exactly how old you are. I'm assuming we're around the same age. Yeah, um, 32. Yeah. So like... <laughs> I was raised sort of online and sort of in person, you know, like the internet really blew up when I was like seven or something. Um, And so it's like connecting with people in person is really difficult. But then I also find connecting with people online difficult as well, you know, and like just through talking to my friends, like, I think they've, they felt that experience as well. So it's like, how do you navigate something like dating when you're even having trouble like connecting like with friends you know okay so like going back to the topic of like vulnerability in relationships and asking or communicating uh what you want in bed um a lot of people have a hard time with this type of direct um communication um and uh jeremy sort of talked about how there's this built-in communication for um, gay dating. I'm using air quotes because everyone can see me. Um, <laughs> through like kind of the questions that you ask to um, no compatibility. Um, but Jeremy, how else do you communicate what you like in bed? It depends on the person. So normally it includes a lot of wine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's It's you got to create a sexy atmosphere. You can't sit the person and just say like, I want this. Oh, you can't? It all depends. <laughs> like um, maybe it's during sex, move their hand a particular way or move them around a particular way. There's a way you can actually communicate what you like in bed or mm-hmm. whisper in their ear when things happen. Oh, it's getting hot in here. But there's a way of communicating. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're having some flashbacks. Yes. (laughs) How do you communicate, Sarai? Um, I think what you said not to do is just like sit them down and like, okay, here's the game plan. First, we're going to start out with 20 minutes of foreplay. And then we're going to move to (laughs) eating me out. And then maybe you can have a blowjob. And then... (laughs) If If I'm feeling generous... Yeah, and then if I'm feeling generous, depending on how you perform (laughs) with the eating out, we can discuss a (laughs) blowjob. 
No. Um, and those of our people who have been listening to this, our episodes before, here are some cough drops. <laughs> oh, no. That's on our Patreon. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jara, we will tell you off mic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I want to know. I was like, cough drops? What? <laughs> Oh God, she taught, she educated a whole bunch of people. <gasps> I educated no one. Oh, yes. Okay, teach me, teach me after this. Oh, yes, God. I'd like to know. Oh, does okay. it numb? Does it numb your throat? Never mind. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm, I'm just like this. I don't really understand nuance. A lot of the time it goes over my head. So like, if you want something, I need you to just tell me. So like, I'm of that mindset. It's like, I want you to kiss this and suck that and do this. You know, I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. How about you, Jara? Um, I, <laughs> this, okay. So I guess just me more telling my business, but I am <laughs> someone that like, while I, th- I do think those conversations are like important and like want to have them and like to have them. I'm also someone that kind of needs like my partner to take the lead in like creating the space for me to have those conversations with them, even though I know it's like a personal thing that I should open up with. But like if they, I don't know, are starting first or they're being a little more direct and like it lets me know that like, okay. I'm good here. Like I'm safe here. I can also like do the same in turn. So for me, it depends a lot on the other person, like also helping me to like be in that space where I can be like, this is what I like, or I don't like that. Or like, what do you like? Like, I, I want you to tell, like, personally, I want you to tell me, like, tell me what you like. Mm-hmm. Like, I like direction. Please tell me what you like. Yeah. It's like, don't make me guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, you know, and obviously like body language and, and listening to the cues and stuff like that is also very important. But like, like you said, Sarai, like sometimes I can miss nuance. And like, I also can get very um, in my head about things. I can get like, am I doing this right? Like, is that, do they like this? What? I don't want to fucking guess. Right. Please tell yeah. me. Like, <laughs> It's like, just tell me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause if I'm guessing it ain't going to be good. Like, <laughs> right. Like I, you're just going to get what I like. So. <laughs> But what if it is something that you actually don't like? Like, for example, I don't know, Jara, if you're into it, but would you suck toes for your man if he's into it and you are not? Okay, so (laughs) while I consider myself, like, very liberal, like, I want to try, down to try everything, I really was trying to wrap my head around, like, sucking toes. And, like, no, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm not fucking doing it. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, TMI, but, like, I... Fucking give you a rim job before I suck your toes. Like I'm not doing it. Like, <laughs> I don't know, you know what it is. I'll I'll take the toes over the rim job. No, like I, just, <laughs> like I don't want your toes in my mouth. I don't know what that is. But like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's hilarious. Yeah. Jeremy, same oh question. God, Are you sucking Peter's toes? <laughs> he does not like his toes sucked. Thank God. Good. And <laughs> yeah, Marcus doesn't like anything kinky, and I'm like, come on, give me something. <laughs> but you know what? I would totally do it. If my man was into it, I would probably like try to find something aesthetic about it. I mean, obviously it has to come out like clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go for a jog and here's go my sock. Go for a pedicure. <laughs> you know, get in the shower, come out. No, I will massage I'll be your over feet. Those toes I, for you. <laughs> I will massage them. I just I don't know that I want them <laughs> with gloves. <laughs> you know, like I don't I don't 
want your butt in my feet in your mouth either. Like, don't suck my toes either. Like, That's funny. Like, yeah. I, so, like, if... I mean, I'm I'm just going to use Marcus, but like, if he was like, oh, I really want to suck your toes, I'd be like, yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs> if that makes you happy, fine. That's so nice. I just, I don't know. Maybe. maybe I'm for the right ticklish. Person. I may kick the person's face. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. Okay. So moving a- along from the sucking toes. Um, <laughs> no, let's stay here. Let's <laughs> What other fetishes do we have? No. What else um, do you suck? <laughs> Are you finished, Jeremy? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I've heard that sometimes you can lose sexual attraction to your partner the longer you know them. Um, do you think this is true? And if so, do you think it's true for both men and women? Like, um, well, Jeremy, tell me what you think, or Jara, either, uh, and then I'll. Yeah, Jeremy, you go first. So I can only talk from my personal experience. I do know people who just lose attraction over time. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it has been well. My longest relationship has been three and a half years. Uh, for me, I was I was actually attracted to him more more the more i got into the relationship like the first year is awkward you know how people say like oh they're in the honeymoon phase i don't have a honeymoon phase i'm just kind of like this is awkward this is a new person (laughs) i actually have to be vulnerable with this person i do have a problem with vulnerability Mm -hmm. um so once i really get to know the person i can be who i really want to be and they're also being themselves it's a lot more comfortable but that so being said, like, after three and a half years, I don't know. If I was with this person for 20 years, I don't know what it would be like. But so far, I've always gotten more attracted to the person the longer. I have a follow-up question. How are you in, like, a relationship with someone that you're, like, you don't know well? <laughs> Do you know? Does it just take that long for you to feel like you know someone? Yeah. Oh, it does. Okay. Because uh, it takes time to completely open it. Because... When you're first starting to date someone, it's kind of like an interview. Like, you know, you don't mm-hmm. go to an interview saying, like, I hate working long hours or whatever. You're putting your best face <laughs> I was not what I'm you're doing wrong. Up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you are just basically uh, putting your best face forward. Like, after some time, you just let things, you know, hang out a little bit more. Like, you, you get to really know the person a little bit more. And that's, for me, a lot more attractive compared to this person trying to be always this perfect person. Yeah, okay. But I'm also probably alone on that. <laughs> no, no, I think it takes me a long time, yeah, to get get to that space as well. It takes me, yeah, a while. I mean, and again, like, I don't know if, like, I'm qualified to answer this question. I'm going to answer it anyway. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I got opinions. Um, I was going to say, we talk about things we are not qualified to talk yeah. about all the time, so... <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when I'm in a long-term relationship, like perhaps I will feel differently, but like for right now, um, and funnily enough, like we were having this conversation and I was thinking about this question and I have these books that like I'm reading and one is called the spirit of intimacy. Um, and it's sort of like the ancient African teachings about like intimacy and they have to do with like, you know, community and ritual between your partner and like all this stuff. And then also like mating in captivity which is again about like erotic intelligence and like one of the questions it tries to solve is like, yeah, what happens to sexual attraction? Like why, when we sometimes grow more intimately to know someone, 
sexual attraction fades? Like, what is that? And I haven't finished um, that book, so I can't say what the conclusion is. So please go get it um, <laughs> and read it, you know, for yourselves. But I don't necessarily think it's true. Like, I don't think for me that sexual attraction fading over time is inevitable. Um, because I don't know, I see it more so as like, what happens is like, we get comfortable and we get complacent and sometimes stop seeing our partners and they stop seeing us. And I think, or we just let life happen to us sometimes. And, you know, you have jobs and you have kids and you have family and you have all this stuff that like, it can kind of take the back burner to like more pressing, seemingly more pressing things happening. But I don't think that it's inevitable. I think like, if you stop trying, yeah, of course it's going to happen. Like intimacy, intimacy is something you have to continuously build. Like, you know, I think uh, we mentioned this um, on the other podcast, but you can take for granted just because someone is in your life and in that intimate space with you that you're always going to have access to them in some way. But you can take for granted living with someone and seeing them each and every day that you don't maybe have as much access to them as you think if you're not actually trying if you're not actually asking them questions if you're not actually curious about them and that's my thing like I'm it takes me a while to build that sort of like intimacy with people but if I'm curious about you then you've already got a really good sort of foothold on on me for like an insane amount of time probably for yeah like- <laughs> if I want to know more about you if I want to know what makes you you and what you think about and like I'm, I'm into you. Like I, like I want you. And like, I think, and then like, um, you had mentioned this before, uh, Jeremy, and I don't know if it was on this part of the podcast or the other one, but we change all the time. And that means like our partners are changing all the time. You don't know. They're not the same from one day to the next. So isn't that fucking sexy? Like, yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's this idea that, um, all we talked about different types of intimacy uh i definitely think they're all connected for me i know if my partner is talking about something really clever and brilliant that is actually intellectually uh stimulating me that immediately translates to also sexual attraction to me sometimes sometimes i'm attracted to people who are just like really brilliant compared yes. and they could look like a troll at the yeah. same time just really find Been them attractive <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so it's no. important to uh think about intimacy more than just physical physical is a part of it but there's many other forms of intimacy as well yeah yeah and i think i think jara what you said about like this curiosity aspect like i want my partner to be curious about me and ask me questions and want to know what i think you know like that's really important that's that's good. I'm gonna think about that some more, and I'm gonna go get that book. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Who, who's the um, author? The author is Esther Perel, and she also has a podcast um, where she does marriage counseling, and it's just like people's um, like their sessions like have been recorded, and you can just get woof. Talk about tea. Listen right. to a couple like <laughs> therapy sessions. <laughs> So after you listen to the brownstone and yeah. take out, head over there. Yeah, go oh, go check out Esther. Yeah, Esther Perel because yeah. it's like it's like so voyeuristic, but it's also like you know I I in a weird way like to like I said like my control thing is like I almost want to like study 
a thing before I attempt it. So like, even with intimacy, I'm like reading about intimacy. Why? Just like go be intimate and have intimate relationships. But I'm like, no, I kind of want to know what <laughs> this is about first. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah. And, and what comes up as well is like the curiosity aspect, but she also says like the fear aspect. And it, it can sound like, like alarming to be like fear. Like you want to be afraid of your partner. Like, no, you don't want to be afraid of your partner, but when people talk about that beginning stage of getting to know someone and things feeling so, you know, spicy and hot and heavy, it's because like, you don't know from one day to the next, like if this person is going to be in your life. And there's an element of that, that we find, you know, sexy as human beings is like that. Oh, am I going to see you today? Am I going to talk to you today? You know, we kind of live off that a little bit. And then, you know, you get married and you're like, Oh, you again, like, (laughs) You know, get your <laughs> get your fucking dirty underwear off my floor. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so you no lose way. a little bit of that fear. But I think, like, if you going from a and it's hard, but if you try to manage that aspect of like, nothing is guaranteed. Just because we we say we're together doesn't mean you're gonna choose me tomorrow. I hope you do, but I don't know. You know, and that's the sort of risk that comes with these vulnerability and these intimate relationships. So I think like. If you look at it from that aspect, like you may not be having sex all the time, you know, as the relationship continues, but I think the sexual attraction will still be just as like intense. And like personally, I don't think that it's like, like you said, it's not inevitable that um, that sexual attraction goes away. Like you do have to work and like see your partner and be curious about them, just like you said. Um, I think that. And, and like, so I can only speak to my experience. Like, that's the only thing I'm an expert in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, for me, in the past, the men that I've dated have had some real um, limits to their emotional um, uh, maturity and their emotional, what, fluency, like their, their ability to um, articulate how they're feeling and what their emotional state is. And I really think that like, that's possibly an issue with like, um, I was going to say feminism, but like gender roles. Do you know what I mean? Like men are, are strong, and they don't have emotion. And it's like they do. But if you keep saying that they just can't articulate their emotion, you know, um, so like, I don't think it's inevitable. I think that like, like you said, it's just work. And that's the kind of work you have to keep doing with your partner. You know, be curious about them, ask them questions. Um, If you're a man, and you feel like you can't articulate your emotions, read a book, (laughs) you know, (laughs) there's this thing called the internet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Going off that though, I'm, and excuse me for imposing, I want to ask a question um, to you, Jeremy, like, do you, within your relationship and like having a same sex relationship, do you think like emotional intimacy is something that you guys have had to work at a little more to be able to express your feelings more so? Do you feel like that's something that was like denied to you growing up? Like that sort of articulation? It's it's not necessarily because of the same sex. It's mm-hmm. more cultural for me. That's okay. very different. 
Um, I've actually had some emotionally very great relationships with, with guys. Uh, for me, the thing is cultural thing. When I'm dating different cultures with my current boyfriend, who's German, I think they themselves come from this sort of masculine sort of culture where emotions are sort of like held back in many ways. Uh, he's gotten so much better now. <laughs> but in the beginning, it was kind of like penetrating through a fucking great wall of china like oh, show me who you are right like, I, I just see this a little bit of like something. yeah emotional awareness <laughs> yeah and that's a very cultural thing as well um but yes with guys i also feel like in the gay world it's probably a little different because i do know straight guys who have this issue of i cannot cry for example, uh, and it's considered to be weak. Um, mm. At least the gay guys that I know so far are either too emotional or <laughs> just <laughs> the right level so far. Yeah, they're too tapped yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, when you were saying that, all I came to, I was like, I was like, oh, an emotionally intelligent like man, like where, like show me where. <laughs> <laughs> it hardly exists yeah yeah like and you know not trying to shade you know guys like I love I love men I love you all but you know I mean like Sarai said it was something that was denied to men for like so long and even till this day something you're struggling with to just be able to have access to those feelings and express them or even just understand them like yeah so I understand it takes it takes a lot but you have to be willing to do the work. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and I think in the gay world, especially you're sort of vulnerable in a way, because especially if you came out of the closet and things like that, you're already exposing yourself at that point, uh, saying like, hey, I am gay and this is something very private to me. So in a way, you're sort of training yourself from childhood after coming out of it. Until coming out, I think they are sort of closeted in many ways that even showing a little too much emotion may actually show that they're gay or whatever. But once you come out, a lot of them kick the door open. Yeah. <laughs> it's like rainbows <laughs> and sparkles. I do this. I'm going to cry. I'm going to watch all the romantic movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a feminist, everything. Like it, in a way it is sort of, uh, you kick that door open in many ways. So in, in many ways coming out of the closet also shows emotions in some guys as well. Yeah. Yeah. And of course it's like, each individual person is different and their story is different. But yeah, I don't think I ever thought about it from like a protective measure of like, it, it wasn't always safe in a lot of places to be your full authentic self. So like you had to shut down a lot of that and, and that involves like what you feel. Yeah. That's uh, society. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, having gone through a divorce and like very much going through this, like, um, experience of like the sexual attraction <laughs> completely leaving and dying oh wow um, <laughs> um yeah uh so we have a link um to an article and it has suggestions on what to do if you're no longer attracted to your partner um and it includes suggestions like seeking clarity about if the problem is with the relationship or if it's perhaps um that you have some outside stressors um, or like prioritizing couples time. And it even has tips on how to tell if the relationship has simply run its course, um, which I think is also really important to just be honest with yourself. 
Um, just oh. speaking for myself and my past. <laughs> um, so it's, it's definitely worth, worth for everyone to check it out. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, everyone should check that out. Um, and it's like even uh, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, these are some cute ideas of like things my husband and I can do to connect during the pandemic when we are like occupying the same space 24 seven, you know, and maybe not uh, really seeing each other. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's see. Let me read the title of that one. Uh, sorry. Okay. It's what to do if you're no longer feeling attracted to your partner. Um, so, and that's on Huffington Post and the link is in the description. Awesome. Um, And with that, I think we can actually close this podcast and go on to our Patreon. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Jara, for collaborating with us today. This was so much fun. Oh, thank you both so much for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really, really, really enjoyed this conversation. (laughs) Yeah, us too. And if you haven't checked out the Brownstone podcast, go do that now. The link is also in our description. And also subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts again. <laughs> yep, like us on Facebook and Insta. And I swear our TikTok is coming soon. I know we keep promising this. I but know, we promise. Will come <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we're heading over to our Patreon to talk about an article we read about which sex position is best for you according to your love language. <laughs> yeah, so see you on our Patreon. <laughs> um, yeah, right. send me that. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.